When God changed from the Old Covenant to the New Covenant, they had been worshiping God for hundreds and hundreds of years in synagogues. They had been sacrificing the blood of animals for appeasement of sin by the direction of God. Now there was going to be something totally different after Jesus walked on the earth, after Jesus was crucified, and after Jesus was taken into heaven. From heaven, Jesus establishes a New Testament church with new doctrines. And he gives us the New Testament. But at first, they didn't have the New Testament. The apostles had to lead them by the Spirit of God, which they had the Spirit of God, but they just didn't have the New Testament written until the apostles wrote it. Ephesians chapter 4 tells about the church that Jesus established from heaven and continues to establish from heaven. Paul says in Ephesians 4, verse 1, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with longsuffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Verse 7. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore, he, Jesus, saith from heaven, when he ascended up on high, after he was resurrected, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. 
but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him, into Jesus, in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body, fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, making increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. The New Testament church, the ministers, the five ministries set up by Jesus and continued to be set up by Jesus in the New Testament church today. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. From heaven, Jesus puts individuals into the ministries of apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher for the New Testament church. And when Jesus calls a minister to the church, Jesus teaches that minister and prepares that minister to serve in the church in the ministry to which he is called. But there are false teachers and ministers of Satan in the churches today. Paul speaks about this in 2 Corinthians 11. Paul tells us, verse 12, But what I do, that I will do, that I may cut off occasion from them which desire occasion, that wherein they glory, they may be found, even as we. Verse 13, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. They go to Bible school, they go to seminaries, and they think they're a minister, and they set about by worldly ways to minister to churches. Some of them wear robes, some of them wear collars, so you'll know they're a minister. But see, with us, you know we are a minister of Christ. When you hear us speak, because you recognize the Spirit that is in us. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. I even know one woman who became very famous, and I heard her say at her own meeting that when she started out teaching, she was so boring that her best friend said to her, you are the most boring person I've ever heard. So she got an acting teacher to teach her how to be interesting. I heard Kenneth Copeland say that when he decided, he decided to be a preacher. He got all of Kenneth Hagin's tapes shut himself up in his garage for two weeks and memorized 
Kenneth Hagin's teachings. This is not how you become a minister. Many people go to Bible colleges to try to be a minister. When I was born again in 1975, I just wanted to know about God. I went to Dallas Theological Seminary and tried to enroll to learn about God, to learn things of God. They said I couldn't enroll because I'm a woman, and they did not allow women to come into Dallas Theological Seminary at that time. But I have an earned doctorate in education. And they told me if I would come down to Dallas Seminary, I could attend any class I wanted to go to. All they wanted me to do was help the young preacher boys. They said they're so boring. Now I know they probably weren't called by God, but I didn't know that then. And I went to classes for a while at Dallas Seminary, but really, I can't remember anything at all that I ever heard at any class. That's a sign it's not of God, the preaching. You're going to be reminded of the things I say. The Holy Spirit will confirm me to you when you hear me because he's going to remind you of what I've said over and over. But there are many ministers of Satan today in churches who were not called by God. They put themselves in the pulpit by going to Bible college or seminaries, and they are not called by Jesus from heaven to be a minister. 2 Corinthians 11, verse 14 And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. They will think they have a revelation from God, and they will speak the revelation, and some of the simple people in the congregation will think it's wonderful when it's not even from God, it's from Satan, an angel of light. Verse 15, Therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. God will straighten it all out in the end and judge them as he judges us, according to the calling that we have on our life, whether it's there or not, he will judge. Second Peter chapter 2. Peter says, verse 1, But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction, and many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of, and through covetousness 
shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness, to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly. And deliver just lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them and seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. But chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise government. Presumptuous are they, self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. Whereas angels, which are greater in power and might, bring not railing accusation against them before the Lord, but these as natural brute beasts, made to be taken and destroyed, speak evil of the things that they understand not, and shall utterly perish in their own corruption, and shall receive the reward of unrighteousness as that they count it pleasure to riot in the day. Spots they are and blemishes, sporting themselves with their own deceivings, while they feast with you, the church, having eyes full of adultery that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls, and heart they have exercised with covetous practices, cursed children, which have forsaken the right way and are gone astray, following after the way of Balaam, the son of Bosor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness, but was rebuked for his iniquity, the dumb ass speaking with a man's voice, forbade the madness of the prophet. These are wells without water, clouds that are carried with the tempest, to whom the midst of darkness is reserved forever. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure through the lust of the flesh, through much wantonness, those that were clean escaped 
from them who live in error. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption, for of whom a man is overcome, of the same is he brought in bondage. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome, the latter end is worse with them than the beginning. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. But it has happened unto them according to the true proverb. The dog is turned to his own vomit again, and the sow that was washed to her own wallowing in the mire. Peter speaks of preachers in the last day at the end times who would stand before the congregation speaking great swelling words of vanity that have no power. Jude also spoke of these false preachers. Jude, verse 3. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. Ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ, the Word of God. They say Jesus is Lord, but by their actions, they will not do what the Bible says. Therefore, Jesus is not their Lord, though they say it. Verse 5, I will put you therefore in remembrance, though you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. Verse 6, And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, hath he reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, because it was filled with homosexuals. That was one of the problems in Sodom. And going after strange flesh are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. You'll read about that in Genesis chapter 19. Likewise also, these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities 
Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses. Durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke thee. But these speak evil of those things which they know not, but what they know naturally as brute beasts. In those things they corrupt themselves. Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain and ran greedily after the error of Balaam for reward. Balaam was a prophet, and the uh, king tried to get Balaam to come and curse the people of Israel. And Balaam said, I can't do that. But he wanted that reward so badly that he went anyway. These are spots at your feast of charity when they feast with you. Feeding themselves without fear, clouds they are without water, carried about of winds, trees whose fruit withereth without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the roots. Verse 13. Raging waves of the sea foaming out their own shame, wandering stars, to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of thee, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousand of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds because they're preaching to you from the pulpits and you're sitting there among them. And God is trying to convince you of the ungodly deeds of the preacher to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners have spoken against him, the word. Because there are portions of the word of God they will remove from the congregation. These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lust, and their mouth speaketh great, swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. But, beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there would be mockers in the last time. There will be copiers. There will be preachers who copy other preachers. And they might sound godly because of that, but they walk after their own ungodly lust. These be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the Spirit. I've heard several preachers who don't have the Spirit of God. In the next five podcasts, I will share examples from the Bible 
of the specific work of the five ministry offices. Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. And I will present that which God showed me concerning the operation of these offices in the New Testament church and many examples of men that I have heard from the pulpit who deliberately lied to their congregations about Scripture, adding Scriptures, things to Scripture, taking away things from Scripture, and even confessed to me when I confronted them that what they spoke was not in the Bible. While they presented it as being in the Bible, to their congregations. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.